Left, right, and center is coming up. Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz are going to join us. We're going to talk about patronage. Prime Minister of Canada has at his disposal over 4,000 jobs that you can get if the Prime Minister likes you or if somebody likes you who the Prime Minister trusts, they can get you a job. Over 4,000 jobs and a big brewing scandal over some of that patronage stuff out there. We're going to ask Bob and Jeff to kind of explore that issue with us. I think there's a case to be made, a case to be made, that patronage has some good elements to it. It's not all good, but I think there's a case to be made that it has some good elements. We're going to see what they think, too, on Left, Right, and Center as our program continues here on 1290 CJBK. It's Left, Right, and Center on 1290 CJBK, and joining us today are the two men who created or helped me create the program, the three of us, Left, Right, and Center, Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer, and it's always nice to be the three of us together again. Nice to see you. Hi, Jim. Nice to see you. I want to ask both of you today to, to, to help me in the exploration of an issue that's in the news now, uh, and uh, not in a necessarily a good way, but the Auditor General has called for an investigation. The RCMP have invited, been invited in for some some uh, questionable distributions of public funds by, by liberal government functionaries. And, and it, it draws our attention, or drew my attention, to the reality that, that uh, this country runs on patronage, political patronage, and, and many people, when you talk to them about the extent of it, the Prime Minister alone has in excess of 4,000 jobs that he can fill by his fiat. He just says, I want this guy to have the job, and he's got the job. 4,000 jobs himself. And uh, there are other people who have similar perks throughout the government uh, at the uh, at the provincial level as well, uh, not at the at the municipal level. It does this kind of patronage does not exist beyond a couple of very very small instances at the municipal level. But I got into a discussion with a guy on the weekend about this, and he was just ranting and raving that this was the worst thing in the world. Patronage was corruption, and uh, no wonder 79% of Canadians think the government's corrupt, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it occurred to me, and I really haven't thought this all the way through, which is why I need your help today. It occurred to me that there may be an, an advantageous side to a point to patronage, and that would be this. If you're elected to, uh, to a position of power, um, one of the things you need to do is to try to implement the, the policies or the programs that you think are important. Anybody who's ever had to hire someone to work for you or with you knows that there's a certain risk inherent in doing that. You hire somebody off the street, even with the best of references and so on, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. If, on the other hand, you hire somebody that you know, somebody that you've worked with previously, someone whose capabilities or lack thereof you're very familiar with, someone who understands what you're trying to achieve, you can, in some cases, I think, and this is where I think you can make the case that patronage maybe isn't all bad, you may very well be able to facilitate the goals that you were elected to, uh, to try and reach because you have the ability to, within limits, to assemble an implementation team of people you know and like and trust and whose judgment you can depend upon. It seems to me that in that sense, patronage maybe isn't such a bad thing. I realize that not every patronage job is filled sort of according to those criteria, but am I missing something on that? Is there, in a larger sense, a place for at least some level of it? You know, I agree with your broad generalization that, um, you know, if I'm in politics, if I got elected, I'd, I would be hiring and working with people who shared my philosophy, mm. people whom I know from previous political or outside the political arena that I can trust them, yeah. uh, which when you m hire somebody new, you don't, you never know that to begin with. You know, you have to start with faith, not with trust. Yeah. And, and the person hopefully will earn your trust, but it doesn't work out all the time. And one thing I've seen in politics is that when you hire quote experts or hire uh, consultants or hire people 
who think they can do a job for you to, to achieve your aim, they usually cannot. I've seen this in so many organizations and groups where the, the person at the top has to have the passion for whatever the issue is or mm -hmm. the political party. He's got to be there for that. If, he ha if he's not in that frame of mind, he's the wrong person for the job. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey? Yeah, that's the problem with life, is that I'd like everything to be black and white, <laughs> and just say patronage bad, you know, huh. everything else good, and and, it, and I think that's exactly right, and I can think of a couple examples where, where this has been a big problem, uh, and I look at uh, Bob Ray when he came into government, and Mike Harris when they came into government, that effectively, they want to get a civil service to do what they want him to do, and the civil service may not want to do that, and the question is, you know, you've got a deputy minister who's the top bureaucrat, who doesn't like you, doesn't like your politics, and will sort of, uh, you know, drag things along as slowly as they can and sort of throw every sort of uh, wrinkle and iron in the way that they can and I've heard that back from, from NDP people and from uh, Tory people that they just had a hell of a time getting the civil service to do what they wanted them to do mm -hmm. and uh, and one thing that, that uh, Mike Harris ended up doing um, was uh, getting rid of a lot of the senior bureaucrats and bringing in friends of his and uh, you know the thing about that at least is that he knows where they stand, they know where he stands they, they think in similar ways and assuming that they're competent you know, then that's not necessarily a bad thing um, I think as well about, uh, for instance, it's not unusual with lawyers where if you switch firms or whatever, you take your personal secretary with you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and again, I suppose you could say that they're leaping to the front of the line uh, to get that job because of their personal connection. But on the other hand, if you've got somebody you work well with and who can stand you, you know, mm -hmm. and get things done, that's not necessarily a bad thing. So I think at the end of the day, patronage is good where it's more efficient than the alternatives. And, and one thing that I think is vastly overrated are headhunters this whole corporate search mm -hmm. industry, you know, where you've got all these firms that just charge tons of money to come up with people for your particular job. And and uh, the first problem that I have with it big time is that if you're if you're a well-run company, you're thinking of succession management all the time and developing your staff from within. You're, you're developing your staff and training them so you don't have to go outside. Mm -hmm. But by going outside, you take these enormous risks where you get somebody in who looks wonderful on paper and uh, is a disaster in the job. Uh, if you're hiring your friends and your relatives, at least you know them, as you say, you know their their good points and their bad points. Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz with us today on Left, Right, and Center. Well, now we move to the issue of, uh, in, and Jeff, you, you alluded to it when, when it's better than the alternative. I forget how you phrased it, that it's good. Now we've got a situation, and it appears to be developing in Ottawa, where that didn't necessarily happen, where friends were on the payroll and got paid for work that it appears they may not even have done, or they've, they did a make-work thing, they've spent a spent $500,000 for a report and then the government paid another $500,000 essentially for the same report, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What kind of safeguards should there be in place or are there in place perhaps that were, that were ducked if you, either of you know about that? Well, how, how do we prevent that from happening? How do we stop that kind of over-the-back fence uh, um, the pork, passing pork along? Barrel yeah, the real serious well, pork barrel you have stuff. Well, you have to have some kind of, like, like you said earlier, within limits patronage may work, you know. It's largely a, a matter of definition too, what you mean by patronage. Are you, sometimes patronage might just be an issue of loyalty. Other times it might be an issue of corruption. We have to be able to define those things independently of the relationship. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, relating to that, that poll you mentioned, 79% of Canadians think that our politicians are corrupt. And, and, and I think that's a moral evaluation more Actually, than... A, I'm sorry, I think it was 69%. Well, whatever, yes. but a majority. Yes. But I think that's more of a moral evaluation than a legal one. I yeah. remember during the last election, federal, when uh, all the... This, the the um, controversy was was swirling around Jean Chrétien's fixing loans for people in his riding. You had Joe Fontana right on this show saying that, yeah, I do that in my riding. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, we help the community leaders out if they're well, doing not something. Well, that, that he fixed loans. No, no, but, but, that, but he, yes, yeah. he'd, give, he'd, he'd give a call and all that stuff. Well, 
to him, that's perfectly normal. But I call that corruption in government. That's mm -hmm. not the reason a government exists. Well, I guess you, you, should, know? you shouldn't be able with a call to get government to do something they're not supposed to do, but hopefully with a call your MP can get them to do something they are supposed to do and just aren't getting around to, which which is a huge problem, as you know, trying to get a bureaucrat off their butt to do mm -hmm. something sometimes. So that, to me, that's an appropriate use of that political lever, if you like. But yeah, certainly, if it's if it's that there's a loan process and that they're supposed to go through this thing and that it's all short-circuited because somebody knows somebody, that's that's horrible. Uh, and uh, I'm, you know, as far you know, we can we can do the devil's advocate thing about patronage that sometimes it's good, but uh, for things like that, I think it's horrible. And uh, and I don't know how you how do you do come to grips with it, except I have a sense, and it's before my memory, but I have a sense that it used to be worse, and uh, that in the United States, for instance, it's still the case that as soon as a new government is elected, I can't remember how many hundreds of thousands of jobs yeah, it's switched, huge number, yeah. and it's like right down to dog catcher, yeah. uh, civil civil works people, the people oh, on the roads, everybody changes, and uh, I, I don't know where you start to change that, except that we seem to have a lot less of it than they do, somehow. Yeah, ours seems to work within some more limited constraints, and particularly, and in, 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 you know, right down to dog catcher, it does extend right down to municipal level in the United States, and it doesn't here. There aren't very many municipal patronage appointments that I'm aware of. I have talked to many ordinary voters in the street who said they met some other politician, either on the provincial, municipal, or federal level, who helped them get a job or who helped them get contacts or something mm -hmm. like that, you know? And that was the only reason they voted for them. They know nothing of their ideology. They know nothing of... But isn't that... that that's pretty uh, common, though, isn't it? I mean, if, if somebody... If you... Because I've run into that, too, and Jeff, I know you have as well, the mm -hmm. people who whose political loyalties are tied to one act of kindness by a, by a politician at some point, mm -hmm. or one act of understanding, or even just the fact that they stop and listen to them bitch one day for ten minutes, and well, he's my man, and that's all they need to know. Right, but well, then so that same person the next day is the number one complainer about what those <laughs> yeah. governments are doing but, but and what the guy he voted for is doing. That's true in life, though, too. It's not just uh, government. That's certainly, uh, uh, it's all who you know. Life is who you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it's a question of somebody's looking for a job, it's like, well, they, they ask you, can you put in a good word for so-and-so at such-and-such company or you happen to know them or they know somebody else and uh, as they say all the best jobs are never advertised anyway mm -hmm. uh, and and having said that when I'm hiring people as I do from time to time if somebody comes who I trust comes forward with a name who, of somebody who they say will be good for the job then that's that's something I'm really happy about because I'm not going to the well not knowing at all what I'm going to get from resumes because resumes are a terrible way to tell what somebody's going to be like. Yeah. Uh, it's just shooting uh, in the dark. Yeah, years ago I ran an advertising agency and we went through a series of receptionists and you would think that to find a receptionist for a business like that would be fairly straightforward and wouldn't be too onerous and we paid a reasonable salary and so on and we just they just kept coming through, uh, through the door and it was a good place to work, nice people to work with and for but the you know kept hiring them from from resume because we didn't know I didn't know my well, that partner was, I don't know if you remember the Murphy Brown uh, TV show where she had a, that was running gag of running through the secretaries and she had all these different secretaries and <laughs> yeah. all the things that could yeah. go wrong yeah yeah. no it's very true and and so that's again that's what's annoying is that I'd like to be able to simply say patronage is bad but but there are these these things that's like the, the democracy thing it's bad except for the alternatives in some ways and obviously patronage well, the, the, we can agree that, that corrupt patronage is bad for sure but another aspect you of know, patronage it, implied in patronage though as a generality is something bad it's like saying some some level of loyalty that isn't really earned or deserved. You yeah, know, but, but we sort uh, of implied. Well, it, we infer that, yeah. but is it Im is it actually implied? It's also well, a maybe though. we're using the wrong word. Maybe mm -hmm. we shouldn't be using the word patronage in a situation where that isn't the case. Yeah. The know? other thing, though, is, is is there anything wrong with this? And that is that realistically, political candidates get a huge amount of people power out of 
patronage and not necessarily even that uh, they all expect to get jobs but that it doesn't hurt to know somebody who's the politician or whatever so lots of people come out and volunteer lots of lawyers run mm -hmm. campaigns uh, lots of accountants well, run see, their here's finances where it's and all getting really stuff. dangerous with our definition well, of the word I patronage mean. now you can apply it to any well, circumstance I mean. so I, I think it's got a narrower definition I don't have a dictionary here right now but, but it, it does it does have that sense sensibility I know particularly in the United States if you read you read about their you know their issue I mean, their issue around us but that that always comes up that it is a lever for the person who's running. It's one of the ways you get people to, to get well, give that Well, isn't democracy a system of patronage? Isn't, aren't all the political parties promising to give us things yeah. and we'll vote <laughs> for them? Well, that's pure patronage. <laughs> that's, that's, and, and I consider that wrong. I, I, I don't think it's, government's it's, there for us to vote ourselves benefits. It's the name itself that I object to. I think that it should be uh, unisexual. It's the whole uh, patriarchal <laughs> thing, you know. It should be matronage, I think. Matronage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let the, let the women bear the brunt of, of the criticism. We're going to pause for just a moment or two and we will return with more on this definitely patriarchal edition of Left, Right, and Center. Stay with us. Uh, last night on uh, Jim Chapman Live, Mr. Metz was kind enough to remind me we had uh, Joe C.W. Armstrong on, who I introduced as being one of Canada's premier iconoclasts, and he certainly is, and wrote one of the, uh, one of the most interesting books that I've ever read on Canadian politics. Whether you agree with him or not, it's an absolutely fascinating read. And I asked Joe last night whether it was still available in the bookstores. He said, basically, no. Uh, he has a few copies left, but there were some problems that Mr. Trudeau didn't want it published, etc., etc., etc. It turns out that uh, Brother Metz here has uh, a few uh, copies available we, to Freedom Party. We have 11 copies left, and they are autographed by Joe. Hmm, okay. So $35 cover price. And how would they reach you? Uh, they can just call me at Freedom Party. We're in the book, and it's 681-3999. 681-3999. So and I'll be there after the show. If you liked the uh, the interview last night, if you enjoyed Mr. Armstrong and you'd like to read that book, and I do recommend it, it's, uh, again, whether you agree with him or not, you'll enjoy the read. Um, you can get a copy from Bob, from Bob and the people at Freedom Party. Uh, back to what we were talking about before, which was patronage, but I'll expand it a little more. Uh, it's been suggested in the media because they're they're looking they're desperately look we are all desperately looking for some sign of political change on the horizon. It's now being suggested in in some of the larger metropolitan dailies that the prime minister may finally get hurt on this this uh, this latest so-called scandal of this money being funneled to these various companies who it appears according to the auditor general really didn't do anything for the money and it appears to such an extent that she's asked the RCMP to become involved and indeed there is going to be a criminal investigation. Now, an investigation is a long way from a conviction. But uh, do either of you have any sense, uh, I know you're pretty plugged in uh, to, to, well, to sort of the political circle, not necessarily the liberal circles, but the political circles. Either of you have any sense of whether this is the thing that's going to dent his armor? Oh no, I don't think it will. That, uh, I don't either. He didn't get uh, hit with the uh, with the uh, Shawinigate thing, and he seemed to brush that off without much trouble. Uh, no, I, I think that he's he, he's been around so long at this that he's such a past master that I can't think it will. And one thing that, I, and I, I don't know if this is a is a bad thing to say, and I might get uh, get beat up, and you can tell me if it's a bad thing to say, but it seems like Quebec politics is a bit different. Uh, and I remember that book that Stevie Cameron wrote about um, Mulroney and the uh, politicians there. And uh, I've read elsewhere as well. In fact, I think I read in, in a couple of the Cretchen biographies about how their system is a little bit different and the patronage is a bit more overt. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, maybe that's a terrible thing to say. I don't know. Well, but I think it's, uh, from what I know, it's historically accurate. It is a different system. And it comes from a different uh, uh, a different background and a different place and time with the structure of Quebec. And they have the more French of English a, a Napoleonic civil code, which yeah. is more authoritarian driven yeah. and therefore more, I hate to use the word, elitist mm -hmm. in, in so many ways. 
And, you know, my experience, quite frankly, with the court system, and I cannot think of any exception, I'm really trying hard, is that generally, if you're a somebody, you're going to get away with a lot more than if you're a nobody. Mm. You know what I mean? If you're just an average person, even uh, something the average person shocking, might be shocking. locked up for, uh, <laughs> a politician or a community service worker or something like that will get away with, you know? Extenu oh, yeah. Extenuating circumstances, yeah. eh? Mm -hmm. no, there's no question there's a lot for the rich and... Uh, uh, with with uh, Christian and the gang, it just seems like things, because they operate a little bit differently there, things that are sort of shocking in Ontario don't seem to be as shocking in Quebec. And I, I guess it's similar to the fact that uh, I was there in Montreal a couple of years ago, and on a Friday night they uh, they project a uh, film up onto a, a wall of, beside a vacant building, and a thousand people pile into this uh, vacant lot, and uh, there are vendors selling beer in the aisles and stuff. Mm -hmm. that Quebec is shocking occasionally for us state Londoners. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metzer with us this morning on Left, Right, and Center. We're talking about patronage and indeed the different differing political styles between the provinces. Uh, go back to the patronage issue again, though. In your experience, either one of you, um, because I know you've seen this, and we've seen it, but we all know people who've been appointed to positions and so mm -hmm. on. I can think of a, a few who probably should not have received the appointments, but I can also think of several who I think have done an outstanding job and were obviously the right people for the job. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier about trying to establish criteria. Is it possible to establish criteria, or do we just have to hold our noses and hope for the best? When, when you've got competing political parties with completely different outlooks on life, on the purpose of government, on everything, you're going to have a lot of conflict and disagreements. And, and whoever's in power is always going to be uh, blamed for operating on patronage and corruption by the people who aren't, even just on the basis of their disagreement. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't even have to go further than that. And, and that's what I, I think a lot of it is. Now, sometimes we uncover blatant evidence of it, and nothing ever seems to be done. Or it, it's yeah. not even corrected for the future. Well, you know, like, let's not do that again. No, we're going to make sure we can do it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and, and, and I think it's, it's uh, to some extent, it's human nature that uh, if you want to get something done, you've got to surround yourself with people who also want to get that thing done. And uh, I remember somebody once talking about how... And that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's the what it's you want done that. That, that determines the good or evil of it. And that's yeah. why I don't think we should be looking at people. We should be looking at principles. But what I remember, kind of government should we have? I remember uh, somebody once saying that if you want to make a major change in government, you've got to get it well underway within the first year of your mandate. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you just can't afford to sit around and have a, uh, endless meetings and so on. So it seems to me that if you want to make that kind of change, you've got to get out all the people who were, were, the, were the previous um, generation, the previous party, because they're totally differently oriented than you are, and you get people in and get going. And I remember, um, I think it was John A. MacDonald who had the line about how he said, anybody can find people to be loyal to you when you're right. What I need is people who will be loyal to me when I'm wrong. <laughs> and if you want to get things done, I think that's what you got to have. Uh, and uh, you can't fool around with it. Uh, you say time's of the essence when you're in government. It flies by. And if you do have a, a vision of how you want to change things, you've got to get people who are dead loyal to you. And you get the most competent ones you can find, I think. Um, you don't want it's, incompetent it's ones. It's funny you say that because that's one thing Joe Armstrong said to you last night on your show. Jim, that there, no politicians out there have a vision for Canada. Yeah. He kept, he, he's been stressing that for 10 years. And it's really true. All you have there is pragmatism. Pragmatism, range of the moment thinking. Mm -hmm. um, how can we get from today till tomorrow? From all of them. From all of yeah. them. Yeah. And and so, you know, I like the, that. <laughs> I like pragmatism. Well, what they, they, the pragmatism they keep the roads, uh, you know, free of snow and stuff, and I get on with my life. Well, well and, and that was a, that know. was a point that was raised as well. You know, peace, order, and good government. Sure. That we've got the peace and order. Is the government good? Well, is the we've well, got the peace, we've got the peace and order. So maybe the government is good. Well, if that's well, what, I, if I don't that's know how that see. relates to pragmatism as such, because you know you well, can't tell what a person represents because he says he's pragmatic. Like when you ask a question, what should we do to solve the housing problem, for example? Mm -hmm. 
a socialist who's pragmatic about it would say, well, we'll raise taxes or we'll do this, et cetera, et cetera, and we'll get mm -hmm. the money that way. Mm -hmm. A businessman or a capitalist would say, you know, and he'd go, no, that's not a pragmatic way. What you do is you raise the money, you mm -hmm. create capital, you do that. They're both being pragmatic, but they're both saying something totally different. Mm -hmm. So pragmatism is irrelevant as far as a philosophy. You have, the philosophy is underneath all of that. Well, compromise, I guess, is the other way of looking at it. We're not going too far in any direction. Uh, well, then you're not moving at all. Well, but we, we seem to be lurching along somehow, not too badly. I, I look at judges, for instance, and ju judges, uh, the whole appointment process is pretty political still. Patronage is a factor, but there seem to be enough competent Tories and enough competent liberals well, let me, let me ask that you, works Jeff, out. We're lurching around, but in which direction? Are, are our debts and deficits actually going down, or are they going up? Is the cost of living getting easier yeah, well, or harder? Um, uh, life is much better than it's been historically, except for maybe, uh, I don't know. Well, not because of government, I guess. because of technology. Yeah, no, because of all of us, well, all, the, all the decisions we've all made. And, and maybe it's dumb luck, I don't know. But And we've talked about this before, that, uh, that I'll sit there and gripe about individual things. But broadly speaking, I think I have a country that's a good one to raise my kids in, that uh, you know we're not too polluted yet, that uh, we're not out killing each other on the street in civil wars and so on. People are relatively laid back. Broadly speaking, somehow, we're, we're doing not too badly by not going too far well, one see, I the would other. suggest to you that as long as you have this cult of compromise in place, you're going to end up in that society that you don't we want. You avoid civil war, though. Because No, you don't. Because compromise always requires pressure groups. You've always got one group against the other fighting over for money that isn't legitimately yeah, theirs in the first place. They don't place. use guns, though. That's yeah, a good thing. Yes, they do. Eventually, it will, ha it will happen. It's happened uh, already. It's happened in Quebec. Be the Indians have been shooting be at the police. No, it's they, going to happen oh, more and more. It's going to become part of Canadian life. And You're I think, much more likely to die on uh, any street in Detroit. On well, as an individual, that's, from that's true in a war, too, Jeff. That's not a relevant point yeah. to anything. But broadly speaking, the terrible truth seems to be that patronage, as gross as it is, has a place. And sometimes things run better with some patronage. In them. Peace, order, and good government. Yep. Welcome to Canada. Amen. Thank you, gentlemen. Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer, our guests today Thanks, on this Jim. edition of Left, Right, and Center. Always a pleasure to have them both here. And again, if you want a copy of Joe Armstrong's book, uh, Joe, who was a guest on Jim Chapman Live last night, and if you missed it, you really missed the most interesting man. His book, Farewell, the Peaceful Kingdom. Uh, is available uh, um, through Freedom Party. Six eight one thirty nine ninety nine. Indeed, and wow. it's, not, it's not a Freedom Party publication or anything. <laughs> Bob just happens to have some. Well, he's a lawyer. He's no, trained he to remember things. <laughs> he's trained to remember things. <laughs>